Hey, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to lose weight on vacation, right? How do you do it? Because vacation season's coming up. So how do you lose weight on vacation? Now, my suggestion would be don't. <laughs> don't lose weight on vacation. Go on vacation and enjoy yourself. It, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is they go on vacation, try and lose weight and try and eat really, really clean and all that. Ugh, I don't know. Usually what I end up seeing is that they may willpower themselves through that week uh, and then they're pissed <laughs> that they, they feel like they ruined their vacation. And so more often than not, what I see to be much better approach is to do something I call minimizing the damage when you go on vacation or when you go to cookouts or when you do kind of, you know, vacation-y type things. And what this means is that you're not you're not going to try and be perfect with your reading. Um, but on the same hand, you are still somewhat aware. You're, you're paying attention to what's going on and you're minimizing the damage. You know, you're saying no to the, the second, third, fourth helpings of things. Uh, you're saying no to that, that extra beer. You're not eating all the chips. You know what I mean? Like, like again, you're still, you're minimizing the damage, you know, keep it real simple. It's explanatory. Um, but this mindset, I, I so, so that's kind of the, the, the quick part of it, but I want to go in just a little bit of the mindset here because by focusing on this, what we're doing with the weight mastery mindset is we're actually strengthening the whole weight mastery paradigm as opposed to the weight loss one. Because given weight loss, you have to be all or nothing. And if you go into a vacation when you've been losing weight and you've been eating perfect and everything, your ketosis and intermittent fasting, then you go on vacation, you're trying to maintain that, right? Because you know you're not going to be able to get back on it. It's really hard to get back on. Um, with weight mastery, it's important to recognize that we're living this way forever, and so typically what happens with the people in program yourself then is that they go on vacation, they enjoy themselves, and then they can't wait to get back on their regular routines. Okay, so, so I want to just put that out, <laughs> this crazy idea that you could want to get back into your normal way of eating, which is healthier and helps you lose weight, that you want to get back in your normal lifestyle, um, and you're excited to stop eating like you did on vacation. Right? Imagine that. And that is a much healthier way, in my opinion, of really kind of dealing with your weight and it's a much healthier relationship with food, okay? Because that's the bigger picture we're talking about here. What we're looking to reinforce is really a healthy relationship with food. And in my opinion, the way that you can enjoy food the absolute most is when you're eating it at a weight that you're happy with, okay? And so it's not just about what we're putting into our mouths, there's a context involved. And so the happier we are with our weight and where we're at and our health and how we feel and how we look and all that, and then when we're eating and we're giving ourselves, you know, we're on vacation or at a cookout or whatever we're doing and we're eating those foods and we know we're in control, that to me is the, the peak, the pinnacle of where you want to be at, not only with your weight, but also with food and just with your personal happiness. You know what I mean? Like it just feels balanced. It feels right. And I want to aim you at that because that's so rarely talked about because the diet's clearly do not really promote a healthy relationship with food, right? I think we could agree with that. And so this is really about lifetime, you know, living with these foods, living, eating a certain way, living a certain way for the rest of your life and having strategies available for when you go on vacation, for when you go to um, cookouts and things like that. Okay, so let me go a little bit more into minimizing the damage strategically. I'll give you some strategies you can use to make that happen. And again, you can apply these to a week-long vacation, a cookout for a day. Um, so the first thing I like to do is when I'm going to be in a situation where I know I'm not going to be as healthy, um, what I really start to focus in on are some of the core strategies that I still want to maintain. 
the big one, my water, right? So even if I'm going to eat like crap, I want to drink my water. That's something I always like to keep going because I always want to hold on to that habit and, and just keep it there no matter what situation. And when I drink water, I just feel a lot better, right? So again, I may overeat, I may eat too much sugar, I may drink too much, but then I got the water kind of helping bring me back, you know, to normal. Um, so water's there. I definitely like to walk. You know, so if I can get some movement in on vacation, I like to integrate that in. I like to stay moving. I don't want to just sit there. You know what I mean? Again, I enjoy the food, um, but I don't want to just like kind of sit and not move much. I like to kind of move. So that's something I like to do. Um, sleep, you know, again, vacation is great for sleeping. Uh, so that's a good one. If you're going to a cookout, something like that, where you're going to a thing, um, another great strategy is to go not being starving, right? So if I'm going to go to cookout in the afternoon, I will eat a nutritious breakfast. Like, like, and I'm not saying it's like the healthiest breakfast in the world, but I want to get a lot of nourishment in there, right? Um, and I want to go into that cookout situation um, or that food situation not feeling starving, right? Because that's going to help me make better choices and stay in control. Um, and then the last piece, strategy-wise, when I'm in social situations is that I want to go in there with the intention that I'm going to connect with people, you know, that, that I'm going to talk with them and that the real focus here is not the food, but it's really kind of connect with the people I want to be around, you know? And so I make that, I make that an initial goal right off the bat. Okay. So, um, I hope all these things help you out. And, and again, the, the, the thing is though, that we recognize, see, see we're, what we're doing with weight loss you're usually the background in your mind is that you're always out of control with your reading. And then when you diet, you got to be in complete control. And with weight mastery, with program yourself thin, the, the paradigm is that we're changing what the background is. We're changing it so that your normal way of living and eating is healthy and good. And so when you go on a vacation or you go to a special occasion, it's seen in that proper light. And so if you overeat or if you eat too much, it doesn't matter. It's an outlier. It, it, it's a, it's a, you know what I mean? It doesn't happen that often. And so you know you're gonna get back onto your normal way of eating. And so you go into it with a much more calm, relaxed mindset and body. You know, so I just want to point that out one more time. Um, because it, it takes a little bit to develop that, clearly, but that's the goal you want to have. It's not just strategies I'm gonna share with you. It's it's really it's a mindset thing that you use the cookouts, the vacations as more kind of motivation and, and energy to wanna to really get your relationship with food healthy. You know what I mean? So it's really, really good because you want to get back to eating well, you know, because you love doing it. So I know it can sound like a strange idea sometimes to people, but if you nurture that idea, you can nurture it even when you're overeating and when you're on vacation, you're, you're you know, overeating, overdrinking, you know, overdoing it all. You can still use those situations to reinforce this healthier paradigm. All right. So I hope all this helps you out and good luck with it. And uh, yeah, enjoy your vacation if you're going on one soon or, or your cookouts. Um, so yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, do my best to answer them. Um, Jennifer says, what do you think about intermittent fasting, OMAD? Um, let me see. Uh, what do I think? I get asked this question every day because right now, right, what do we got? We got keto and we got intermittent fasting. Those are the big two um, diets. And so intermittent fasting, I, I, bear with me, right? Because it's like, I, I wish I could just give you a quick answer, but I can't. And I'll tell you why. Um, I personally intermittent fast. Now I started 30 years ago and it wasn't, the intention wasn't intermittent fast. I don't even know if the intermittent fast existed 30 years ago, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to stop eating at night. And so long story short, I ended up, you know, ultimately I stopped eating around six, seven o'clock at night and I started eating the next day, you know, seven, eight. And so to me, that's intermittent fasting. Again, I don't know people are real strict with things. I don't know, you know, 16, eight as usual. So anyways, I consider that intermittent fasting and I thought it was wonderful. Now I didn't go into it because it was a diet 
and um that was my mindset like okay i can't eat here i didn't i didn't start that way i was trying different things out because i didn't want to eat at night and so it just kind of it turned into just not eating for that period of time now going into it that way allowed me to not just like follow a rule i was very kind of keyed into how i felt you know how does it feel for me and it felt amazing that was the first time in my life i wasn't just eating you know right up to bed and so i started sleeping way better i started feeling a lot better i started losing weight um, and I just felt, I felt amazing. And I loved how it felt to, to not eat during that time. I felt lighter, I, I felt really good. So my point being is if intermittent fasting, if you can make it feel like that for you, like so now, you know, it's been 30 years of doing that and I love doing it. It's just, it's normal, natural, it's just what I do. And I just do it. Um, if, if you like doing it and it feels kind of that way, then, then I think intermittent fasting is great. If you dread intermittent fasting, right? if every time it's go, oh, you know, here it comes and it's like, you, you hate it, and um, you, it's stressing you out, then I would say it's not very good. You know, so again, everything I say is bounced off the golden rule. There's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, which is one of the things that can make weight loss frustrating because there's a million ways to lose weight. It comes down to, as you just said, it's, it's a calorie deficit. Yeah, you got to decrease the amount of calories you're consuming on average, you know, and intermittent fasting is a way to do that. Um, one meal a day, I don't love, but again, if you love eating one meal a day, knock yourself out if you're struggling to eat one meal a day which is what i see a lot of times with people then i see i'd say you don't have to do that you know what i mean again it all comes just down to calories so i think it's important to you know with the dieting mindset we just want someone to tell us what to do and we're just going to do it um but that's a short-term approach i think you're much better off what do i want to do what works for me you know try out the one meal a day how does this feel you know it feels good great um i feel i feel really hungry and kind of stressful not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you just keep working on it. Um, you know, but, but I find a lot of people, the one meal a day, I find a lot of stress with that, you know, but overall, again, I'm not saying there's not outliers that love it. Um, but a lot of times I see people trying to, it's almost like you're trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole with the one meal a day thing, you know? And it's like, it's stressful. I don't like it, but they're just, they glommed onto this, you know, cause it's the easiest way in their mind to reduce calories. And um, easy is relative, you know, easy is relative to how you're responding to it. Again, if you really resonate with it, then it's easy, cool. But if you're stressing with it, don't accept that there's one way, one thing you have to do to lose weight. That, that's not true, you know? Um, you gotta be strategic and you gotta base what you're gonna do around who you are, your, your genetics, your preferences, your lifestyle, your situation. And if you look at it that way, you can customize your eating plan to you specifically. And it may take a little bit longer to do that, but then you get a plan that fits you like a glove. And, and that makes the whole future way easier. So I hope that helps. Um, <laughs> Bing bong. Hi, Jim. What do you think is the best way to avoid overeating due to stress? My kid is sick, and that's one of my big triggers to overeat and throw all my goals out the window. Um, I got you, Bing bong. There's actually a, a person in my program who's dealing with that to the extreme. To the extreme. And, um, yeah, that's a challenge, right? Stress in general, right, is it. So here's what I would suggest is, and I like... I like how I'm going to go at this because I don't want you to think about what's the best way to avoid overeating, okay? Because in that specific case, what you're describing is emotional eating, right? You're overeating because it's it's distracting you from the stress. It's minimizing, it's decreasing the stress for a little while. That's why you're doing it, right? You're stressed out and then you're overeating. And while you're overeating, it kind of takes your mind off the stress for a bit, okay? So... Emotional eating is like this, and we should look at this because what a lot of people do, I think, is they make a mistake of saying, I have to stop emotional eating. I think that's the wrong way to go about it because that emotional eating 
routine you have is serving a positive purpose. Okay. And so what a lot of people do is, I mean, this is, it's common. Again, you, you got stressed from a kid, but let's just say you get home, work sucks. And it's like, you know, you fought with your boss and you fought with your partner and you're pissed off and now you're feeling upset and now you go to the food, right? So again, in that food, I got to stop eating the food. No, because the food's serving a positive purpose. We need to find out what that purpose is and find a better way to achieve it. Okay. Because what I would suggest is you're looking to relax and while you're eating, you feel more relaxed. Part of it's because you're distracting yourself from the stress. Part of it's because the food literally triggers pleasure centers in your brain and makes you feel better, okay? So it's a little bit of both. But what we want to do is we want to recognize what is, what is the outcome I'm looking for? I'm looking to relax, let's say, in this situation. Now we can ask the magic question, what are some other ways that I can relax that don't involve food? This was a big one for me. Um, one of the big answers that came for me was doing yoga. And when, I, when you, because again, you think the food's relaxing, but it's really not right? Because you have to look at the big picture. It may feel relaxing during that, whatever, 15, 20 minutes you're eating. But when you zoom out, look at a 24 hour period, is that overeating relaxing you the rest of the time? Or is it causing more stress ultimately? Well, I think we know the answer, right? So when you start finding real genuine ways to relax, it's an absolute game changer because you probably don't even know what real relaxation feels like at this point. I always use a term called emotional malnourishment. And this applies to a lot of people who are using food for emotional reasons, which is pretty much everyone, right? Because we're conditioned to use food as pretty much the primary emotional management strategy that we use. And so what happens is you're using food because you think it's relaxing you when you're stressed. But again, when you zoom out and look, you say, oh shit, that food causing me the weight, causing me the frustration of my behaviors is actually increasing my stress overall. You see? So when you start looking for real genuine ways to relax, and it could be any number of things. With a kid, again, your kid's sick. I don't know exactly what that means, but it could be putting headphones on. You know, when the kid goes to sleep, putting headphones on for two minutes and just kind of zoning out, really, really kind of relaxing everything and genuinely relaxing. It could be taking a hot shower. It could be going for a walk with the kid. Again, I don't know the, the specific kid's age and what the situation is, but there's always some things you can do to help your, yourself truly relax. And what gets really interesting is when you start comparing the relaxation of a bath or a hot shower to the relaxation of overeating, you're gonna very quickly realize, because we always learn through contrast, you're gonna realize that, wow, that relaxation feels way better and it lasts a lot longer. Because again, the food is really more of a distraction and then the second you're done, the stress goes right back and above where it was, where you started. So I hope that helps out. Um, Love the advice. I'm not dreading it. Just so much science for health reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The science for health reasons. But again, you know, listen, the science is, I don't know, you know, like science is funny because it's, it's how you aim it. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not disputing the science of intermittent fasting and I agree with it. It makes sense, right? That's how we live for a lot of years. Um, but ultimately I would say the bigger thing, bigger than intermittent fasting, even, you know, now again, is because here's the thing, right? A lot of times people let perfect be the enemy of the good. And so I'm not saying that intermittent fasting seems like that would be the most natural way we would eat because that, that reflects how we would eat in nature the most. So I think there's that. Um, however, if we're talking about your weight and your health, you're going to get 90% of those benefits from just reducing those calories. You know what I mean? That's, that's the key thing. It's not having to have periods of fasting and all the rest of it. Um, you know, in most cases, it's really, it's getting those calories down. And so what a lot of people are using the intermittent fasting for is a strategy to reduce calories, right? And certainly one meal a day, same thing. Um, so I think that's where you get most of your benefit from. But, but if, if you're, you know, if you're not dreading it and it's working for you, great. You know, again, it is a, it's an effective strategy to reduce calories for sure. And if it works for you, um, there's other benefits too. So, 
Um, I go through phases of binging and restricting. Currently, I'm in the middle waiting for shit to blow up. <laughs> well, Kristen, I, I, I like that you're in the middle, you know, because I that's exactly where it is, the binging and restricting. And that's what most people do. I get that question five times alive. What do, what do I do about binge eating? What's your advice for binge? And I always say the two big binge eating triggers are being really hungry and emotional reasons. And so, like, you, you have some awareness of that, right? When you restrict, it's almost like it's a binge on layaway. You know, as soon as you start restricting, it's just a matter of time until you overeat, you know? And that's the big mistake people make is they think they need to be really hungry in order to lose weight. You know, the hungrier you are, the, the more weight I'm losing. And um, I think that's very short-sighted because you're, you're not going to be able to eat well when you're starving. You know what I mean? You're not going to override all the cells of your body and all your senses, you know? So I don't think that's a smart move. So I think right now you're in the middle. I would really work to solidify that middle piece, you know? So you, you're kind of less restricting, less binging, you know? You, Get, pull yourself in the middle more and I would focus on that you know because then think about it right it's like a it's like a seesaw it's just it's very unstable right there's huge huge shifts you know in this model you know the, the binging restricting binging restricting binging restricting when you're in the middle it's much more calm it's much more even and so you may find that when shit blows up you know in life in general if that's what you're referring to you're you're more stable you know because if you're always like okay now I'm not eating oh now I'm eating everything you, you know what I mean it's just like the ground under you is just always moving. You, you can't, like, you're not, you don't have the stability that you need to kind of handle stuff. And so the more you kind of walk that middle path and you start making small strategic intelligence shifts to your behavior and to your eating, it's much more, it's a, it's a longer lasting approach, you know, than doing these dramatic, like, oh, I'm going to cut all that out, you know what I mean, all the rest of it. And that's what Program Yourself Thin is all about. It's not about starting the perfect meal plan tomorrow. It's about starting where you're at today and working on one thing and making it better. You know, it's kind of the 1% improvement every day. And um, that, that's a much, you know, more effective strategy, ultimately, you know, for, for what you're looking to accomplish, you know, weight-wise. Um, I eat one meal a day and it has really helped me. Eating one meal a day was not easy when I started, but I'm used to it now and it really helped me. Yeah, great. That's what I mean. Like, again, you know, ultimately, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Every diet out there, pretty much, you know what I mean? At least all the big ones, they all work. Like, if you could follow them to the letter, all of them work you know, because they're all about calorie deficits, you know? And so um, it's, it's really about, it's less about the, the plan itself. And it's more about, does this plan resonate with me? Is this a plan I could, I could live with for a long time, you know? And I think that's the, that's the right question. Because when you start asking that question, you start thinking longer term, um, that's when you really start to get the results you're looking for, you know? You're not gonna get the results you're, you're thinking about in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. You know what I mean? Like, like the results you're actually imagining in your mind that you really want are results that take time to accomplish. Again, I, I always put it like, if you want to play piano, you know what I mean? There's no program in the world where you're just going to learn to play the piano in a couple months, right? It's a, it's a lifelong process of improvement. And so if you look at it and you're just so impatient about learning to play the piano and all you do is just quick programs, oh, I'll learn piano in 24 hours, you're going to suck forever most likely. But if you commit to actually learning it a little bit at a time, that's the path. I mean, it's fucking right there. It's not, it's not a secret, but we're just, we're always getting hypnotized by the diets and the fast rapid weight loss. You know, you've got to pull yourself out of that and start orienting yourself to weight mastery. I don't want to lose weight. I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. I, I would shift that goal up real quick because what it does is it starts to, it clarifies which strategies you should use, you know, because as soon as you say, I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot, it, you know, as soon as you start thinking that way, you're less likely to do like, oh, I'm going to do water fasting. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stay in ketosis. Well, you could do ketosis forever. Like, stop it. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So um, again, it all starts with the goal you're setting, you know, and what you want is to live at your goal weight, not just to lose weight because you've all lost weight and then put it back on. It's, it's, are you happy that you did that? You glad you got your goal, <laughs> right? Um, I still stress eat. I just eat a ton of strawberries. <laughs> LOL. That's a good one. That's a great, great strategy. That's smart. Again, the three R's of, of weight loss, right? Reduce, replace, which you did, replace and remove. And most people just think about removing. It's the hardest one, you know? Um, fastest results, usually the shortest long lasting results, you can't keep it up, but um, you got two other options. And the more options, the better, because then you can find the one that resonates best with you. Right? Um, bing bong, that makes a lot of sense. Need to keep working on it. Thanks, Jim, you're the best. Thank you, you're welcome. Um, and how to lose weight in a healthy way without counting calories or restricting yourself. Yeah, good question. Um, it comes down to structuring your eating. You know, if you, that's the first thing we do in the program is, is stabilize your eating, you know, kind of structure it out. Um, we all eat in patterns pretty much, but um, if, if you don't structure your eating, this is the one rule. What I say? Like, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. This is the one exception. I've never seen anyone successfully master their weight without structuring their eating, okay? Because if you're just going to eat based on your hunger and your mood, <laughs> good luck, and whatever's around, uh, that's a bad, bad situation in this environment we live in. So you got to structure your eating. And um, what I do is... is you know, once you structure it and you have consistent things you eat for breakfast, consistent lunches, consistent dinners, consistent snacks in between them. Once it starts becoming consistent, then you can see what your weight is. Now you can look at your structured eating and you say, okay, where would be the easiest place to reduce some calories out? You know, so this isn't, this is a more intuitive approach. So we're not counting calories. We're not restricting hardcore. What we're doing is we're just stabilizing it first, you know, kind of eating in a, in a structured way. And again, you can have as much variety as you need within that structure. I want to make that clear. But we do want to structure your eating because then you can start to realize, you know, oh, if I eat this for breakfast, I'm not hungry till lunch. You know, if I eat this for lunch, I'm not hungry till dinner. If I eat this for dinner, I'm satisfied until I go to bed. You know, that's where we want to be. But if you're always just kind of eating whatever, you never can do that. All right. So once you structure things out and you get it kind of consistent, again, then strategically, you can look at it and say, okay, where would be the easiest thing? Oh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll replace my afternoon snack of potato chips with carrots and celery, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, and then you can kind of systematically work on it so it's comfortable, so it's easy, and it doesn't feel like you're counting calories or restricting yourself. Um, if I fast for five days, will I gain all the weight back? Um, yeah, right? You know that. That's why you asked it. <laughs> and, and not only that, but listen, here's the other thing is that now I say, yeah, because that's the typical thing that happens, you know. I, I just see the long-term, again, intermittent fasting is different than the fasting for five days. I don't know what the point of fasting for five days. If you have some, you know, spiritual reason or some other alternative reason, that's a different thing. But to, to fast for five days to lose weight seems like one of the worst things you could do because, yeah, you'll probably lose some weight, but you're also going to, again, everyone's different, but I've, I've done multi-day fasts. And what I found is I dreaded them coming up. I dreaded them while I was doing them. I felt like shit. And then afterwards, I was obsessed with food for a long time afterwards. And so I got to the point, I said, fuck, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to save all that energy and just eat normal all the time. So I don't need to ever fast. <laughs> you know, again, I'm talking about for weight loss, right? So, um, and on top of that, then you get all the disappointment of when the weight starts coming back up. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's a very, I think, I think psychologically, it's very damaging um, to, to do the fasting for weight loss because I think it's ultimately, it's just very, it sucks. You know, when you put that weight back on, it just sucks. And you did all that for nothing. You didn't learn anything, you know, that, that you can use going forward. And I don't understand why people do that. You know, I do, but I mean, it, you know, 
they shouldn't <laughs> love that if today is a tiny bit better than yesterday yeah mickey that's exactly it oh okay i'm an emotional eater right binging is a terrible cycle yeah you know what i mean but the, the binging is usually this is what i was just talking about with the holistic um approach when you start structuring your eating you can start to see a lot of times where the problem shows up is not where it was caused i'll, I'll give you that one of the classic patterns i see with clients when they start the program they'll say um okay jim i need i got to get the afternoon eating down you know, I say, okay, well, what are you eating for lunch? Because I go, everything's great until afternoon. And then I'm just eating everything and all night I'm eating way too much. I say, okay, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. So that's great. Like, great. <laughs> so what do you want to eat for lunch and dinner? Or, you know, afternoon dinner, nothing. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to stop thinking that way. It's very short-sighted. What are you going to just not eat again in your life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, you, you got to pull yourself out of the emotions and be strategic. Start using your brain, you know? And so... um, so, so again, in that situation, the solution is not, to, oh, I need some magic willpower so I don't eat in the afternoon or at night. Well, so what? So you just never eat again? And just, that, that's a, not a solution. So a better solution is to eat something really nourishing at breakfast and lunch. So that when the afternoon comes, you're not starving. And then you can control your eating much more effectively. You know. So again, when you're an emotional eater, um, the binging cycle, again, is always usually two things. You're getting way too hungry because you're trying to restrict too much, or there's emotional you know, things that you're using the food to deal with, you know? So I, I did this. I, I, I was a binge drinker and um, I was always overeating because I had, you know, my, my dad died when I was nine. I never dealt with any of the emotions of it. And um, I mean, I, when I tell you, I didn't deal with them. I, did, I had no clue how to deal with them. You know, I stuffed them down and just, and my mom, my mom was an awesome mom in the world. I mean, it was amazing what she did, but she'll even say now, she's like, I didn't want you to be unhappy. You know, I didn't want you to feel sad, you know, whatever people do the best they can. But I didn't never learn how to deal with those emotions. And so as I got older, they got worse. And so I used alcohol and the food just to distract myself from them. And it wasn't until I discovered yoga and meditation where I kind of sit with those emotions and really learn how to deal with them. And so that was a huge, huge step forward in dealing with the binging behaviors. You know, so again, it's usually you're restricting too much and getting yourself too hungry, or there's emotional factors that you haven't been able to deal with genuinely. You know, th those are the big ones. Um, I can't stop my obsession with food binge and purge. I can't imagine my life not being obsessed with food. Um, okay, so, you know, with that point, I get this asked this a lot, people getting obsessed with food. And one of the big reasons why is is understanding your, your mind, right? So you got a conscious and a subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, well, well the conscious part of your mind is their logical, rational parts where your willpower is, the party that knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. Um, your subconscious mind, though, is the party that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so... It's important, and program yourself in is all about programming your subconscious mind to, to be at your goal weight. But one really important aspect of your subconscious mind you want to know is that it doesn't understand negatives, okay? And so this is really important with weight loss, right? So I'll prove this to you, right? Because I'm going to ask you, don't think about what I'm about to tell you, okay? Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a yellow banana. Well, what are you thinking about? You're thinking about a banana, right? So the subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. And pretty much every diet out there is don't think about this food. Don't think about this food. Don't eat the ice cream. Don't eat the chips. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. And you're literally obsessing on it, you see? And so this gets to the heart of what program yourself then is. The main way you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're talking to yourself all day long. That's what called your internal dialogue. And so this obsession with food is is an obsession but it's a hypnotic obsession where you're constantly imagining and thinking about food constantly and whatever behaviors go with it overeating binge and purging you know all all of the behaviors go in there and here's the thing 
what happens is a lot of times we get problem oriented. So we're in our head thinking about all the problems we have, all the things we're doing wrong. Why can't I stick with a plan? What's wrong with me? Why don't I eat better? Why do I keep binging and purging? Why do I keep doing this? What's wrong? And we're always focused on the problem. And so Program Yourself Then really is about developing a new voice in your head. Again, my voice, I call my, my voice the coach voice. And so that's a positive, encouraging voice that's focusing on the solutions. And the questions become, how can I have a healthier relationship with food? How can I think about food in the way that I want to? Do you even know what that is? And then the question becomes, how can I start doing that? And it's all solution-oriented questions because your mind's flipping constantly. Most of your thoughts, 95% of your thinking is in response to questions that you're asking. And you're asking the same questions every day, all day. When you change those questions, it's absolutely life-changing. You've got the power and the ability to change your weight, your change your behaviors, change your thinking, change how you feel. But you've got to start focusing on the solutions. I guarantee you, I promise you, you're problem-oriented. And the smarter you are, the more problem-oriented you are. Because you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna figure out the problem. Why do I keep binging and purging? Why do I keep binging and purging? Why do I keep binging and purging? And you think you're gonna get to some answer with that? It's just gonna fix everything. And it's not. You have to practice eating a different way. How do I wanna eat? You see what I mean? And that's that's a starting point. You know, and then you keep walking down that path because you don't even know how you want to eat. Like you're saying, you're obsessed. You're obsessed with the problem, and so you, you that's all you think about. And so you're magnifying, you're programming it in. And so the real solution is, how do I want to eat? What would be a healthy relationship with food? How do I want to look? How do I want to feel? How do I want to be? Who do I want to be in my life? What's the best version of me? How can I live better? How can I make healthier food choices? You ain't asking these questions. <laughs> Be honest, right? And so as you start to condition yourself, again, that's what Program Yourself Then is. There's a two-minute technique you use at night where you program your own mind. There's hypnosis too that kind of does a lot of it for you. But ultimately, it's that two-minute session where you start to understand how you are, have been, and always will be programming your mind. I'm telling you this right now. If you get nothing else out of this, I'm telling you, you are your best or worst hypnotist and it cannot change because you're in your head talking to yourself. Now, most likely that voice in your head is a shitty voice, negative, mean. It's probably some version of your parents. Not that your parents were mean, but it's like the shittiest version of your parents, you know? And um, it's always in their voice, just talking shit to you, making you feel bad. And that's probably the predominant internal dialogue you have that's getting you the results you're getting. And so as you, as you work on developing this other voice in your head, it brings you on another path. You've got the ability to find all sorts of solutions, but you're not even looking for them because you're just so fixated on figuring out the problem. Hello, Jim, any tips on not over-restricting? I feel like I always do that and then binge after. Yeah, over-restricting, again, it's, um, that, that, yeah, the over-restricting just leads to binging. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad you recognize that, though. Um, so how do you not over-restrict? I mean, you know, you got to extend your time frame. That, that's the biggest thing I always tell people. You got to get off the fucking weight loss thing, you know, and it's not your fault. It's a diet thing. They're putting, you've been exposed. I've been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives. You know what I mean? Millions. Always about how much weight can you lose in this amount of time? That's the marketing message of every diet. This much weight, this much time. And that that's the predominant way you think about weight loss. And that that is the outermost core of a dieter's mindset is I'm going to, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. You know, and so you think of it as a temporary short-term thing. And that's, that's the doorway you walk through to enter all the bullshit problems you deal with as a dieter. What I'm suggesting to you is that you stop that shit. <laughs> stop the fucking diet until I lose the weight. Because how long do you want to lose the weight for? How long? Forever? Yeah? Okay. So then, then you're going to have to stop saying I'm going to diet until I lose the weight and start thinking, how can I get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot? Is that not a better, can you give me some hearts if that's not a fucking million times better goal than just losing weight? I mean, how many times have you just focused on losing weight and you lose some weight? And then what? I mean, come on, 
Snap out of it. The, the goal is to get to your goal weight and stay there forever on near autopilot. And the way you do that is, again, by programming your subconscious mind. Well, how do I program my subconscious? What's that mean? Do you brush your teeth? Okay. So that's a subconscious program that was installed that you installed into yourself, right? Because now you brush your teeth pretty much on autopilot. You do it in the morning when you wake up, you do it at night before you go to bed, whenever you do it. And you're, it's 90% just automatic, you know? That's how you stay at your goal weight on near autopilot is you make your weight loss and your weight mastery around automated behaviors that your subconscious mind runs. I hope that makes sense. And so over-restricting is a conscious, you know, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat. And you're just, you have to be right there. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. And eventually your body fights back and then you eat everything. You know, so this stop that shit. Okay. Start slowly cutting down the calories. I, I wouldn't even use the word restriction. You know, I would say, I want to start eating better. I want to see, get a sense of where I'm at, start structuring your eating, see what you eat typically, and then start looking at where the most calories coming in. Okay. Let me go to work on that. Let me simplify it. Go to work on your worst eating habit. Okay. So, so save all that energy and stay, you're diffusing it. Diets diffuse all your energy. Cause what are you going to do on your diet? You're going to start your diet and change absolutely everything, right? You're going to absolutely, you're going to start Monday and change all of your eating, all of it, all at once, forever, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> how much, how many times has that worked for you? <laughs> you know, it's fucking goofy. I, I, I can't think of any other word to say than fucking goofy. It, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you overwhelm yourself because it's too overwhelming. How are you going to change all of your eating just in one day? What are you thinking? You know what I mean? Like there's such a lack of understanding of psychology and behavior with that model. You know, do you think you're just consciously, do, why don't you just change everything in your life then? Why just stop with the eating? Just start making lots of money. You know what I mean? Great, great relationships. Start doing one. I mean, it's just so silly. You have to start small and you have to start to install new behaviors into your life so that you do them automatically and you can't do it all at once. Sorry. You know, what do they say? People overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You know, so, um, yeah, you got to pull back from the over restricting, you know, and the over restricting comes because you're impatient, you know, but that impatience is keeping you stuck. No, <laughs> right. Is that, is that how you're seeing your impatience to lose weight because with the impatience comes, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna do the extreme plan. And you got this extreme plan that you're going to do, but you never start doing it because you don't want to do it and you don't do it for long once you start doing it because you don't like doing it. You know, you got to make it a process. I love how I eat. I love how I live. I want to do this forever. I go on vacation and get off plan. I can't wait to get back on plan. This is my clients always tell me. They can't. I just had somebody that went on vacation with over drinking, overeating. I couldn't wait to get back in my normal routine. That's what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Oh, I can't wait to get back. When's the last time you said I can't wait to get back into ketosis? When's the last time you said that? Cut it out. <laughs> you know, it's stop it. Well, I can't wait to start counting my points again. You know, uh, you know, so, so we got to build it around you. and We got to make it part of our lifestyle. So it's automatic. You know, that, that's the secret. It's so difficult to replace. Uh, let me get that. It's so difficult to replace obsessed with food. Any tips? I can't find a hobby that will satisfy the same. You can stay obsessed with food, but you change the obsession. Your obsession with food is why can't I stop myself from eating all the bullshit? Why can't I eat well? Why can't I do this? Why? What's wrong with me? Why don't I ever do this? Why do I keep fucking up? Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why am I such a bad person? Why am I such a piece of shit? I know all the negative stuff you say to yourself. <laughs> I know you're thinking better than you do. And so you've got to turn that dialogue. And again, you're not, that dialogue's never going to leave. I'm not getting into that, but you need to create another voice that's real positive and encouraging. Because what, what, you could stay, I'm obsessed with food. 
You know, I'm always thinking about how can I optimize my eating? How can I make my salads healthier? How can I, you know, have some healthier snacks? How can I get some more fiber in my diet? How can I get some more micronutrients into me? How can I drink some more water? I'm always thinking about food, but I'm thinking about it in a solution-oriented way that brings me in the direction I want to go in. You see? So it's very important to understand this because, again, everyone in my program, I would say, comes down to one thing. They're overthinkers, right? And so it's like you got this super computer, but you're running shitty programs in it. I get the same brain. I was 50 pounds heavier. Run, same brain, same me, but I completely different results. What was the difference? I tell you what it is. It's the programs I'm running. It's the way I think. You know, it's the automated subconscious programs that I run. You know, that's the secret in my opinion. Um, how about age? I'm 46 and I do intermittent fasting and not losing and eating healthy. Um, how long have you been doing it for though? You know, age, age is a factor potentially, you know, um, but you know, again, what's a bigger factor is your time frame. You know, if you're like, well, I, I've been here fasting for two weeks and I haven't lost any weight. Well, who gives a shit. I mean, two weeks fucking means nothing. I hate to tell you, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but uh, I mean, my program is eight weeks and people say, oh, I haven't lost any weight yet. We, who gives a fuck? Who cares? If you're just in this, you know, I always say this, like, you know, if you had a kid and you wanted to play piano and you're like, okay, I want you to take piano lessons. And the kid's like, well, fine, I'll take them for a month. But if I'm not good after a month, I'm going to quit. Would you say, would you say to that kid, yeah, okay, I like, I like the way you're thinking. That's, that's smart. That's, that's why you should be. Let's see how the month goes and then we'll, if you're not any good, you, you quit, okay? Is that what you'd say to him? No, <laughs> right? But how are you with your weight loss? And again, I, I'm not blaming you for it. You know what I mean? Because it's like the diet things have gotten us, you're literally in a trance when it comes to weight loss, you know? But, um, but the diet's got you in the, this short-term trance, you know? And, and you're so conditional. Okay, I'll eat well for a week, but I better lose some weight. Well, I'll give it, I'll give it two weeks, you know? And it's like, if you're thinking like that, you're, you're just in the wrong, you're never going to get the results probably that you want, you know? So it's really about, it's kind of the 1% better. And the reason why you need fast results is because you're taking such extreme measures. Do you understand that? You know? So what's the solution? Well, the solution is stop with extreme measures. You're already stressed out. Come on now. You're just barely getting through the day as it is with your food. And so all of a sudden tomorrow, you're just going to all of a sudden add all this extra stress on your life where you're going to eat totally different. Where you're gonna have to buy new food, cook new food, eat new food, not look forward to your old food. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot. And the diets are always minimizing it, but it's a big deal to to change how you're eating. You know, you're not just gonna do it in one day. You're not. Not for long term. It's it's a process. So one percent better a day. That that's the plan, you know, and that's how most people do it. Um, I never understood what creating a lifelong healthy lifestyle meant until you explained it. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I look to do. You know, I, that's my goal is I, a, I like to be the most practical person that you ever hear in terms of weight loss. And I like to, again, what diets are, diets are always telling you what to do. And what I'm looking to do is to try to show you how to get yourself to do it. You know, I want to give you the nuts and bolts, the details no one ever talks about. Mindset, lifestyle, eating habits. And again, I don't have time to go into the, the mindset and lifestyle pieces, but those are two words as well. People say, oh, I need to change my mindset. I got to change my lifestyle. You don't even know what the fuck that means. What's what lifestyle? What do you mean by lifestyle? What do you mean? Because I got eight things we do in the program. Eight specific categories of lifestyle. Mindset, I got to change my mindset. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because we got six categories of what mindset we break it down into. What do you mean though? You know, and people don't have any idea. And I had to create all this shit. You know what I mean? No one's talking about mindset with weight loss in any meaningful way as far as I can see. Do you only do hypnosis for weight loss or for other anxiety too? Um, I really mostly do for weight loss, but I, I actually have Jim Katsoulis. It's, I have a TikTok, um, Jim Katsoulis, where I do other ones. And I have a YouTube, Jim Katsoulis, which I have a lot of different sessions and I'll continue to do more. So you can always, um, you know, send me, if, if you ever have any ideas for sessions, you can uh, text me or message me and, and I'm always looking for ideas to do because they're easy for me to do and I can do a bunch for a bunch of things. Hey, how are you? I went to doctors the other day and was surprised I lost four stone but can't see it. 
Hey, congratulations, Michelle. Um, don't worry about seeing it right now. You know what I mean? Just be proud of yourself and feel happy about that. Again, people are so good at feeling like shit about it, even when they get accomplishments, you know? Um, how'd you lose it? Double down on that and, and appreciate that. Hey, four stones, four stone, and you don't need to see it, see it right away. Um, I'm such a failure, really. Um, so true. I don't think she was saying that to that. Thank you so much for your page. You are welcome. You're welcome. Are you located in Connecticut? No, I'm in Massachusetts. Can I lose five pounds in a week? Um, maybe, but if you lose five pounds in a week, you probably put the five pounds on the week after that. So frustrating. I'm glad I found you on here. Needed to hear this. Thank you. You are welcome. You're welcome. Yes, I've lost 10 and now I'm stuck. Again, when you're stuck, just use that as an opportunity to practice your maintenance. Okay. I'm that kid at the piano. <laughs> Fair enough. I appreciate your honesty, right? We all are sometimes with different things, but we can't, we can't accept that. You know what I mean? If we are that kid at the piano, we say, okay, I'm going to work on my patience. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause it, and that's what we all have to do. We have to change the mindset of how we think about weight loss because we've been conditioned by the diets to think about it in a not good way. Um, now, how not to always aim for perfection during weight loss. Yeah, you can't be perfect. You literally can't. It's not even an option, you know? So you should realize that. There is no perfection. And especially with weight loss, like over time, um, you know, I, I wanted to be clear that, you know, over time you can't be perfect, you know? And so if you, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? And I, I know it's forever. And so if you're thinking forever, you're never going to be perfect. So what you need to do is you need to come up with a plan that, has not being, I say that again, program yourself then, right? This approach that's so different, right? With, with most diets, you're starting day one, you're being perfect. You got your meal plan, everything. And you're just like, okay, now I'm be perfect. I'm gonna follow this. With program yourself then, you're not doing that. You're starting with your normal way of being. So just live your life, okay? And then at night though, you go back and you redo it. You pick kind of one habit and we work at one bad habit at a time. Because if you replaced your worst eating habit, replaced or removed it, if, if your worst eating habit disappeared, you'd probably be 50, 60% of your way to your goal. Just that one thing, you know, but, but you're spreading the potatoes out. You're, you're, you're diffusing your energy and focus too much and you're overwhelming yourself by trying to change everything. I would say start slow and pick your worst eating habit. Make strategic changes in, in fixing that, you know, it makes a lot more sense. And then you get rid of the perfection thing. Um, but you need to work, you need to learn from mistakes too. That, that's again, the redo techniques, the key to that. Um, I'm losing three to four pounds a week. Is that good? My doctor said it's steady and I have PCOS. Wow. Good job, Michelle. You know, an underactive thyroid. Wow. I thought you couldn't lose any weight with that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know it's harder for some people, but that great. Good job. Three to four pounds a week is a lot. I don't know what you're doing to, to make that weight loss happen, but um, I would suggest, you know, enjoy it while it's there. It's not going to probably stay at that thing, and that's fine too, okay? Um, but whatever you're doing, as long as it's healthy, you know, um, keep it up. All right, everyone, I got to get out of here. I got a coaching call for my program. If you ever want to get involved with the program, um, and even if you just want a free uh a free hypnosis session. Click on the link in my bio. Go get that hypnosis session. Um, as soon as you sign up for that, I bring you a training three steps to master your weight. It's about a half hour or so. You should watch it. Okay, it's really, it's good. It'll give you a paradigm on how to change this. And um, if you get through that, I talk about my program and I give you a special deal on it. And uh, yeah, my program is probably the most comprehensive weight mastery program on the planet. So, all right, everyone, have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.